0: Scout spinning. Look at the uh, job to create space. Put it in the book and send that young man to the line. Boy, is he fun to watch. 3:51. Tony Allen stopped away by Carly Stein to the floor. He does What an effort,
1: Collison. The log Oh, beautiful basketball by the King. Richardson changing directions and getting to the basket and scoring. How about the rookie Malachi Richards? You're now listening to The King's Court
0: on Dash Radio, presented by SackKingsNation.com. Here are your hosts, Vince Miracle and Joe Morgan.
1: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Court podcast. I'm your host Vince Debut, Bryant West of Sacktown town royalty brian how you doing i'm doing full vince thanks
0: for having me on hey, it's a time of year to, to smart people about hoops
1: yeah hey i i definitely appreciate it because i've uh, i've been wanting to talk king's draft pick with uh with somebody for a little bit like a little while now probably like the last two weeks just all the rumblings of you know who the king should pick a trade room time and I reached out to Tony because I've had Tony Zipteris, a uh, fellow colleague of your royalty, and I was like, you know, let me reach out to him. And he said, no, you need to go to our go-to for drugs. And he <laughs> mentioned your name. He's mentioned it before, too, and I was like, I don't know. Funny, thing, uh, funny enough, though, we actually follow each other already, so it was easy to message you. And, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. This is pro I mean, how long have we been doing the lottery now? 10 Uh, years 11 years
1: too long
0: it's gonna be the quickest pick that's that's just have to have to hope the kings make this one right
1: that's the crazy thing like this is the first time in franchise history that the kings have hailed the number two pick and i've at at this after everything that i'm hearing about it and everything that you read about this team i'm not 100 percent sure that the Kings are expecting to be here and holding the number two pick heading in. I don't think because I feel like they're a puppy and have too many toys in front of them and they don't know which one to play with. I think they're really confused on what they want to do. Brian, I'm going to ask you if you were in that front office right now, who is the player number one on? And uh, it,
0: it's he's been top of my board since uh, beginning of the uh, college basketball season, and nothing that happened made me doubt that selection. That hard. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's an absolute physical beast. Season at Duke, but to me, Luka Doncic is the most safe player for the Kings to take. You know, he's going to be a high-level contributor. Last couple of years, the the most valuable thing that you can have in an offense nowadays is a playmaking wing that can keep the ball moving, dribble when needed, control the ball when needed, and make. It. I think that's what Doncic is.
1: Yeah, for me, I I have Doncic as my number one as well. I think everything that you just said is why it uh, is he just that safe pick at number two. And he's the reason why like everyone keeps saying that they don't know if he can mesh well with the De'Aaron Fox. But I had Austin Green from Los Crossovers come on and say the complete opposite of that. And he's been watching this guy since he was 16 and since he started playing with Real Madrid. So I, I, I love the way he's passing the basketball. I love that you can see, you know, he doesn't, He's a person that can push the pace, but he never seems to be in a rush. And I think that's one thing I absolutely love about his game is that he knows where he wants to be on the floor, and he just gets there. And he doesn't ever seem rushed. He just seems always poised on the court. Um, who do you have at number two? Because for me personally, I have Michael Porter Jr. And although all, right. all, of, these, all of these reports saying that, uh, you know, the, the injury, the hip, the back, what are the medical reports like – um, yeah, you know, it, it's a bit concerning, but if he is the guy, I'm I'd actually be okay if the Kings pick him at number two because I I I personally am just so high on him. Do you agree, or who, who who's your number two on your big board?
0: Well, number two for me would be DeAndre Ayton, just because I trust his physical tools the most of any player in this class. He produced at such a high level in a pretty difficult circumstance, played out of position, kind of. Um, I'm I'm really sure he's going to be a 20-10 and guy on offense. Um, I'm less convinced about his defensive transition, but it's hard for me to take anybody else besides uh, Luka Doncic over him just because I feel he's such a safe player on one end of the court. But I, I don't vehemently disagree with you on Michael Porter Jr.'s ceiling being very high he's definitely one of the greater risk reward picks in the last couple of years. And if his allure as a three level score is too much for Sacramento to pass up on, you know, he's got the argument that he may be as good a fit for this roster as Luka Doncic is. And he's certainly got more physical tools. Um, but it, I, I think the, the best way I heard it described was by Chris Vernon on the ringers draft class pod. And, and he was talking from a Memphis Grizzlies fan perspective. I, he, he said, I'll forgive them if they pass on Porter and he's a star. I won't forgive them if they take him and he's a hurt bust. Because Sacramento cannot afford to let this pick end up a bust, whether it's a medical bust, whether it's a skill bust. The Kings have waited 11 years in the lottery to get a top pick. And this is a class of such high-end talent. I think this class is one through five, probably the deepest in the last couple of years. They can't get this wrong. And I think Porter is just it, – it, he's so risky that it, I don't know that he'd be my selection. I, I hope so- that the NBA gets the best of Michael Porter Jr. because he's that kind of scoring star that the league feeds on. But – if I'm Sacramento, I'm taking Luka Doncic over him because I think Doncic has comparable ceiling and is entirely safe compared to what Porter is right now.
1: I mean, you said Aiton is number two on your big board. Aiton was number one yeah. for me, but I—I I mean, I, I'm going with the assumption that he's going number one. I think yeah. uh, that—that's that, the only reason why I had Michael Porter Jr. as my number two. And okay, and, and, and for me, like with Michael Porter Jr. I just I just I think you you hit the nail on the head when you when you said that the Kings really can't mess up this pick. Uh I mean this is a very important pick and why taking Michael Porter Jr at 2 is a big risky and that's why I wrote that article that Michael Porter Jr is the right pick just not at number 2. My my thing is is that this this off season and it starts with this draft on Thursday will set the trajectory for the Kings' future. Like this is the thing that sets it all up. Because now you've got Bogdanovich, you've got De'Aaron Fox, you got Buddy Heald, you've got the young guys that you want. Now you have to start building something. And I think they start building something by picking the right players. I think Doncic could be that guy. I think Michael Porter Jr. has the potential to be yeah. that, that guy. The thing that's scary, that's scary about it is, of course, the injuries. Uh, you know, the ball handling ability is such a big question mark. And the only thing we've actually seen of him is high school film. Because the college games that he played... Yeah, I for one, I take it with a grain of salt, and for two, he didn't look good at all. And yeah,
0: no, I agree. You can't you can't consider those three games worth anything, and it, and it's harder to judge somebody based on high school tape, even when I mean he certainly had plenty of big games. Uh, the U, the under eighteen squad um, Nike Hoop Summit. He he played big games against big talent, but I agree with you. There's certainly a lot more risk even when you're not factoring the injury just because we've seen less of him against the top-tier talent. Doncic has been doing this for three years against the best talent he could play against. Marvin Bagley played in one of the tougher conferences in college basketball. We didn't get to see that out of Michael Porter Jr.
1: Yeah. With with this Kings pick, too, and with there being so much noise around the name Michael Porter Jr. and connected with the Kings— with trade rumors also starting to pick up, would you go over or under 40% chance the Kings trade this pick?
0: I would say under. I think they have probably narrowed it down to Luca, Michael Porter, or Marvin Bagley. And I think that... This front, I mean, I think one of the reasons that we're not hearing Jaron Jackson Jr. and Mobama's names in the mix is because they're looking for an alpha score. I think that's what they've narrowed it down to as the thing they have to get out of having a top two pick is an alpha score. And unless that alpha score comes in a trade, I think they're just going to take whichever one of these three young guys they're most comfortable with and they're going to try to figure it out from there.
1: You said Luca. That would Don- be my best. You said Luka Doncic, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. I don't know how great the audio will be after playing it, just because you know, recording sometimes can lead to this stuff. But I'm gonna am I'm gonna play the recording from Zach Lowe's podcast earlier today when he had uh, a Draft Express's Jonathan Giov- Giovanni on. I think I pronounced the last name right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, if he's too emotional, he's
0: you know he's not this. He's not yeah. that. If they take him. Oh, I mean, it would be amazing, yeah. The best thing would be, like Adam Silver says, with the number one pick, the Phoenix Suns take DeAndre Ayton, and then, like, 45 seconds later, he's already coming back out, and it's like Sacramento Kings take Luka Doncic. It would be the greatest troll job ever, because they have fooled everyone. And no one thinks they're like, oh, Vlade, Vlade really doesn't like him.
1: Like, Vlade knows some stuff, I don't know what it is. Sure. Yeah. Not going to happen? I would be surprised if oh, it's a man, it would be the best. I don't even know, you know, if you know, if... I would be surprised if the Kings <laughs> took Luka Doncic.
0: Yeah, I... um you know, what? some of that just could be the, the the if I agree that if you are expecting them to take Luka, you're you're putting a ton on Vladi's shoulders to be c- pulling off a legendary smokescreen because writers who have been way more connected to this franchise than Giovanni has been, are saying the same kind of thing that he's saying. So it's not just him. Sam Amick said the same thing this morning. So I, I don't know that I can predict that they will take Luka Doncic, but the, the only reason you'd have for optimism there, if that's who you want them to take, is if you really think he's that far and away the, the second best player in this class. And that's what I would hope. I would hope the Kings would see the ideal modern NBA wing in him and select him. but I agree at this point I would be surprised.
1: I just don't understand i I, I just don't understand what what they wouldn't necessarily like about him at number two. like what more does he have to do? In the second best league in the world, this guy is. The EuroLeague MVP—he's carried his team, I believe, to two championships just within the last couple months, and and he's still not worthy of it. And now, now I get it. the defensive struggles are a question mark. Uh, you know how he translate to the NBA game? I mean, I, I I don't really see that as a question, but I, but I do see like how he's a little bit of that tweener at six eight now. But I mean, in your personal opinion, Brian, why? Why does it seem like everyone is starting to downplay how good Luka Doncic, is, Luka Doncic actually is?
0: Well, I think half of it is that a player so publicized has to be made polarized. And when you start down the road of athleticism questions, it, it's going to get a little overblown. Now, I'm not saying the teams are doing this. Um, a lot of that could be smokescreen, you know, from teams just saying, "Oh, yeah, he's not athletic," and then that just feeds into the narrative because they kind of want him to fall. But I, I, you know, what if there is a concern about him at this level, it is that transition. He's going to have to be quicker than he already is in terms of making the decisions that he's making that are correct right now. He's going to have to do them quicker against NBA defenders. His shot's going to have to be more consistent than it was. He's going to have to be a smarter defender. It's not a lock that he comes in and becomes a 20 guy in the next two years. Yeah. That said, he is still safer to me than the injury risk that you get with Michael Porter Jr. and the positional concerns that I have about Marvin Bagley. I'm so, so I, glad I, you up his yeah, name. I can't say anything more negative about Luca Doncic because I I trust in him a lot. I think he's the best player in this class.
1: <laughs> I completely agree. I think I have Luka Doncic number 1. I mean, the only person I would take over him right now is Deandre Ayton. There's a reason why I the, the reason why I like Deandre Ayton is is purely because I I can see what his I can see what he's going to be. You can just see by his frame, his athleticism, the potential. Like you see everything that's there. With Luka Doncic, it's the same exact thing, but at six eight. And at six eight in the NBA level and with how the the game has changed, I don't know where he actually fits with that lateral speed that he has. Like that lateral foot speed is not good. I don't know how if he's gonna be guarding twos or if he's gonna be guarding threes, if he's occasionally gonna be able to step down and and, and you know, hold his own against a four at six eight. But the talent is undeniable. The way he can control a game, both off the ball and on the ball, is incredible. So I mean, that I, like you said, there's there's not much negativity that you can say yeah. about a guy like Luca Doncic. But you brought up a different name, and that's Marvin Bagley the third. And I've been getting a little bit of hate for this, but I am a strong advocate of do not draft Marvin okay. Bagley at two. What about you?
0: Um. Of the three names that we've talked about so far in the Kings field being Doncic, Porter and Marvin Bagley, I think I would have Bagley last only because if you're going to go and swing for the fences, I would rather take the positional fit with uh, Michael Porter because I think that Marvin Bagley is going to take more specific players next to him in order to find his niche. On both ends of the court. I'm worried about him defensively because he wasn't great guarding in space, which he needs to be if he's going to be a four, and he's not a rim protector, which he needs to be if he's going to be a rim protector. And on offense, I think he's got a, he's definitely shown flashes of all three things that you'd want in a big man of his speed and caliber, which is, you know, solid post up game. Developing ability to attack the basket with the ball in his hand and shot, but I'm not convinced that any one of those three skills are going to be immediate. Here's what I can do in the NBA type skills. Yeah, he. I see.
1: Yeah, he reminds me of a more aggressive Scalabrizziere. Like that's what he like Scal now, but more aggressive. Someone that's gonna. Just seem yeah. like, seem like he won't be as lost. But here's another thing that he's not good at either. And you brought up about being de- uh, good at, or bad at defense in space. But he's also not good at defense in the pick and roll if he gets put on the switch. Like yeah. he, he, he that that's a huge problem. If he, if he can't even guard positionally, he's not going to be able to guard fours. Like I don't think he's going to be able to keep up a guy like Draymond. There's no way he has the lateral quick. I mean, no one does to keep up with like a guy like Kevin Durant. What four is he able to defend? Because I don't even think there's a chance he's going to be able to stop a guy like Porzingis or an Anthony Davis. So positionally, it's too much of a question mark. His three-point shot is still a question mark because even though he made them in college, he didn't take that many. And I I just think, as much as 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 much concern as everybody has, like you said, of Michael Porter Jr., my concerns of Marvin Bagley are much higher. The comparison I made with him is just so Kings fans would relate to what I'm talking, like the pieces that I'm talking about was he reminds me of a mix of Thomas Robinson and Derrick Williams in their college days. Like, of course there's potential there, but I don't know what that upside is.
0: Yeah, I've heard those ones as well. Um, My only thing for that would be I think that Marvin Bagley cares a lot more than those guys and Scow. Um, he, He plays with the fire that just makes him infectious to watch. And that's why I have some optimism in him figuring out those defensive issues. Because I agree that's his biggest problem in the NBA is fitting in defensively. But I'm also a little higher on his tools than you are. I think he's got the best second jump I've ever seen. And while he doesn't have great length and that hampers his ability as a rim protector, I think that if he ever develops a mental awareness defensively, he can be a wrecking ball. I don't know that he'd ever be, you know a, a plus to DPM kind of guy, but I think he can definitely be competent. I trust that his issues right now are technical and not motivational, which, if you buy into his work ethic, you buy into him as a player. But I agree with you. I think that his versatility concerns to me. Are bigger than the than the on court concerns I have for Michael Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, I mean, with, with, I, there, there's definitely pros with back. I understand why people are in love with this guy. I mean, the effort that he brings. I mean, this guy's a this guy's a genius. I believe that he's not even, he wasn't even supposed to be in college this year. I think he still had his senior year, but he actually just went to college or something like that. I I, I, I was told that. Yeah, like, like, it's
0: key to note that he's not younger because of that. He was uh, a year behind everybody. In high school, so technically he just caught up to his age group. Um, he's the same age as everybody else, pretty much. All,
1: um, all I'm saying is this guy's smart and he works to get yeah. where he needs to be. And, Absolutely, that's not a question. And that, and that's something. Then, that, of course, that's something that, that that you gotta love about him. This is my th- another big concern for me. Isn't with, necessarily with him. It's also with the front office and them. You know, putting their pride on this pick. And what I mean by that is the only top tier name. That has come to Sacramento to work out for them, has been Marvin Bagley III, and I do not want that to cloud their judgment, and I feel like it's going to, and that's and that's another big concern for me. I, I, I don't like that. You know, what yeah, I, mean?
0: I remember when Vladdy made such a big deal about uh, um, Willie Cauley Stein coming to work out. And who was the pick? When he, yeah, and Moutier didn't, and and that was a big. Well, why didn't you take Moutier? Well, because he didn't come.
1: Um, I mean, hindsight, 2020. I mean, I'd rather have Willie yeah. sign than <laughs> I mean, I'd, rather, I mean, I'd so much rather have Willie. It's not even close.
0: Uh, um, yeah, if, 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 there are so many different avenues that Sacramento and, and the front offices, uh, egos, and, and work, so many different avenues that their motivation could go. It, would Vladi really pass on? the best local product product that his country has ever made. No, I don't know. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has obviously been somebody that they've been looking at for a really long time. So they probably have a lot invested in him. And Marvin Bagley came and worked out, and he said he wants to be the number two pick. So uh, th- each one of them has off-court reasons why you think the Kings might take them.
1: Moving on from them, because I-, I feel like after those... I guess three with with Bagley, you know Luka Doncic, and, and kind of just eight, if that ever happens, mm-hmm. who's that? Guy, who's that sleeper guy that no one's talking about? But it it could you should kind of look at him because he's that sleeper guy. That if mm-hmm. it, let's say the Kings trade down, or let's say the Kings are really high on someone, and they're just keeping their you know lips shut. Who's that guy that's- for you?
0: Uh, for me, that's Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, he's third on my big board. I've got him over both Michael Porter and Marvin Bagley. Uh, I believe in everything that he can do on both ends of the court. He's got the tools, the effort level, and the skills to be an ideal modern NBA big man. Um, I love his shooting ability. He's the best defensive prospect in this class to me. He's a better shot blocker than Mobamba, And I, I don't think that he'll ever be an alpha scorer, which is why I think Sacramento's not talking about him. Um, because at Michigan State he was hampered by, I mean he wasn't he didn't try to assert himself offensively. So I can't pretend like this is all uh, coaching, but I do think he was held back by the box that Tom Izzo put him in. I think uh, two three years down the road, if he's put with a smart coach who knows how to utilize him, I think he could be one of the two best players in this class. But I don't think Sacramento's taking a look at him.
1: I knew you were gonna say Jaron Jackson Jr. So, and I yeah. told you that, and, I, and I told you this prior prior to the the, the recording of this show that I'm gonna come up with the name uh, that, that's gonna shock everybody when I say it. But I think Mo Bamba is gonna be a sleeper guy. I think that, and this isn't gonna be a pick at two. I think that if the Kings trade down, which is going to be a big possibility heading into Thursday, I think Mo Bamba is gonna be a guy that they're going to be looking at because this guy is a freak of nature, and I. The potential is there for someone like him, like that 710 wingspan with his by, for arms and 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 that was seven three in height, the muscle that he gained just heading into the NBA combine, I mean, he Ooh, 7'3. Shoot, 7'3. I mean it, it's incredible. it's incredible. This guy is amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm fully on board the bomba hype. I think he's going to go to Dallas, but I'm fully on board the bomba hype and thinking he's find a way to trade down to get him.
0: Yeah, I think that some team will definitely take a gamble on him in the top six and think that they can unlock everything about him. Um, but I think the reason why the Kings aren't looking at him is because he's the least proven offensive player in the top 10 to me. Um, I know he's been doing a lot of work this this uh, draft process to improve his game and to make sure everybody knows that he's improving his offensive game, but he is at least what he showed at Texas was an incredibly raw shooter and a raw post-up guy and i don't think sacramento has it in them to gamble so heavily on 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 somebody who's just not a, a guaranteed prospect on offense
1: all right we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we get back i'm going to ask bryant a few trade scenarios and if he would accept or deny these trades and guess what I already know what you guys think you guys think I'm crazy so after this break back with Brian West
0: are you an avid
1: DFS player maybe you're new to the fantasy world and you want help on the game no matter your level, FanCaveDFS.com has all the information you need to get
0: a leg up on the competition and start winning big money today. Become a premium member at FanCave DFS and gain exclusive access to pro charts, open forums between
1: you and FanCave's pro riders, and so much more. Become a premium member now and let FanCaveDFS.com help make you a winner. Hey friends, it's Joe Borelli from the Superflight NBA podcast here. If you're looking for some NBA news that's a little off the beaten path, you might want to check out the Superfly. I have great guests from around the league to talk about all the latest NBA topics. But if you're craving some art, music, and general existential nonsense as well, I got you covered there too. Check out the Superfly podcast on iTunes or anywhere you download your podcasts. Or go to ABPN and subscribe. And thanks for tuning in. Now back to your show. We're not live, so YouTube didn't work. <laughs> I don't know if you oh, noticed that. No. Yeah, YouTube didn't work. <laughs> that, was, that, was oh, well. that was the one thing. Uh, It'll
0: still be a good podcast. Oh, for sure. So in three.
1: And we are back with Brian West of Sacktown Royalty, making his King's Court debut. And as promised, we have fake trades. Everyone loves fake trades. And they also love to hate on fake trades because so many people are invested in certain players, like guys like Buddy Heald or guys like Bogdanovich or Willie Cauley-Stein. So many people are invested in these players. They have so much love for these guys, and they never want to give them up. You know what they want to give up? They want to give up Iman Shumpert for the first pick. That's the type of trade scenarios that I get in return after I put out these things, Brian, and I don't I don't understand it. To get something <laughs> good, you got to give it. And I think I have good trades here. That are for both sides. So you're going to be the Kings, and I'm going to be a different team, or we're going to discuss like we're both of them, and you're going to tell me if you accept or deny this trade. Are you ready? Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. The first trade I have up comes uh, from the Chicago Bulls. All right. So the Chicago Bulls currently hold the number seven pick. In this year's draft. Now I'm pulling up the trade so I I don't mess this up because I have written about it and I was like okay I'm ready I'm ready to go if this trade happens. So let me let me pull this up exactly. So you're gonna get the you're gonna be giving up Willie Cauley Stein. And you're gonna be giving up the number two pick Andy Monshumper. And in return, you will get the number seven pick. You'll get the Bulls' 2019 first round pick. And you will get Denzel Valentine. Is that enough for you? And Let's just and this is the only reason why the Kings would do this trade, is if on the board at seven is Michael Porter Jr. So in in in, in 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 put that into context. I'm not saying they're just doing this trade to do it, but you get basically Michael Porter Jr., Denzel Valentine, and a pick next year for Willie Cauley Stein in the number two. Is that too much for the Kings to give up, or would you accept that trade?
0: If I am of the mind that Michael Porter Jr. is absolutely my selection, then it's a no-brainer for me. Get a, get a number a 2019 pick. And, uh, I mean, Denzel Valentine's a, probably an upgrade to Justin Jackson at this point. So, yeah, if Michael Porter Jr. is my guy, absolutely. No. I, as Bryant West, would rather just take Luka Doncic. But <laughs> I understand the allure of if you're locked in on Michael Porter – hey, why wouldn't you get a 2019 pick? It's not like Chicago's going to be that good next year.
1: Right? I mean, everyone thinks yeah. that they're going to be because they're going to have, you know, if they get this number yeah. two pick and it's Luka Doncic and, you know, Chris Dunn and Zach Levine and Bobby Portis I mean, I, and Willie Cauley-Stein, I mean, they could be good. Uh, I think
0: that's a 10-11 in the lottery. And then you're basically taking the guy that you want it to and getting a, the 11th pick next year. Yeah.
1: That's not bad. So but for, for let's look, look at it on the flip side. Just in case we get Bulls listeners on here, you know, because da- well, this show is on Dash Radio. We're presented by BrookhouseIndustries.com. Everyone go to com For all of your apparel from hat, shirts, and socks, and when checking out, be sure to use promo code Kings Court to get a 10% discount on any of your purchases. But, yeah, so we're on Dash Radio here. Sometimes we get Bulls fans that listen to this show. And uh, on the Bull side, do you think they would accept a deal like this, or am I too crazy?
0: Well, one of my best friends is a Bulls fan and I can just imagine him shaking his head right now. Um yeah, I don't think they would yeah. if I was Chicago, would I trade the number seven pick, my solidly promising wing, and my first rounder next year for Luka Doncic. I I I think I might I'm that high on Luka Doncic. <laughs>
1: even if they even if they I mean, I think Luka Doncic in uh, around Chris Dunn, or, or not even necessarily around Chris Dunn, but around Zach Levine if he is that future guy for them. I'm I'm pretty high on Bobby Portis. I like him. But then you also have Laurie Marcano. Like To have a guy that can pass the ball the way that Doncic can on that roster, and the only thing you're really giving up is a Denzel Valentine, and he was actually starting to lose minutes to Nawaba, and, and you're high on Nawaba, and he's about to be up for a re-sign right now. I mean, to me, I think it's kind of a no-brainer just because you get Doncic You get a center in Willie Cauley's sign that fits next to Mark Cannon, and you also have Zach Levine that you're going to be re-signing. You have a passer that can pass to him, and you have Chris Dunn off the bench. I mean, it makes sense to me personally if I was was the GM of the Bulls. But I'm also kind of crazy.
0: You just have to be really confident in all of the other young guys that they're going to take a step forward, or you're going to be giving up a higher pick than you probably expect.
1: My second fake trade. And this one, this one comes as a, on, on the most recent news as of today that the Kings are not going to be accepting the 12th and 13th pick from this team, but it is with the L.A. Clippers, and I'm giving up, and I'm the Clippers. Tobias Harris, I'm offering it, Tobias Harris, the 12th pick and the 13th pick for the number two pick and Iman Shumpert.
0: Yeah, if I'm Sacramento, that's a no for me. Um, really? first off the most valuable thing in the trade is Tobias Harris. Uh, I think he, he averaged 20 and
1: seven this year.
0: I think that's the last thing I looked.
1: Let me go look um, that up right now.
0: Yeah, I think that was it. Um, but to me, that's, he's a second option kind of guy, um, which would be very valuable for the Kings to have. I mean, he might be a kind of guy you go and look to sign next year. If you're Sacramento, when you've got cap space, um, 19, because and he, 19 and 6. 19
1: and 7? 19 and yeah, 6.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, solid, solid second option guy. But the Kings got enough of those. They got to get their alpha score with this pick. And what really hurts it for me is I'm just not that confident in the depth of this class beyond pick 8 or so. Uh, I really like – who do I got at 12? I got Robert Williams at 12.
1: Robert Williams is uh, good.
0: Oh, I like Robert Williams. I mean, if the Kings could get that kind of pick to go with whoever they add it to, and I think a- Robert Williams would be fantastic for this team. But I'm not going to sacrifice Doncic or Michael Porter Jr. or Marvin Bagley for that. Well, yeah. i just just—I'd rather gamble on one of those guys being my alpha.
1: Let me let me ask it to you like this then, because I still think this trade's is a good. I'm I'm pretty high on Tobias Harris. I really like Tobias Harris. I should put it. I put an asterisk by that. That I really like Tobias Harris. What if I tell you that Robert Williams is on the board as well as Kevin Knox at twelve? Um.
0: Well, Kevin Knox wouldn't be my pick. Uh, I've got him at like sixteen. Wow! I'm so uh, high on I,
1: Kevin Knox. I love Kevin Knox.
0: Yeah, I I, I heard you uh, talking about him with on your last pod with James Ham. I'm kind of in the same camp that James is on on Knox um he's kind of a conundrum he's such a young player and you know john calipari hides skills we all know that yeah um but i mean he's his one year at kentucky he wasn't a dynamic shooter i think he shot 34 percent yeah 34 percent from three which is i mean fine that's fine for a freshman but that's not stellar and aside from scoring he just i mean i watched a Decent bunch of Kentucky because Chai Gilderst Alexander was pretty fun to watch. But Knox just didn't ever give much else. Like he tried on defense, he just wasn't great at it. He tried to get the rebounds, but he's not strong enough for it. I think he's, unlike Porter Jr., who I really think, if he bulks up, can be a true three four combo. I, I'm not so sure that Kevin Knox is going to be. The physical, the physical kind of guy who they who you need to bridge that three-four gap that Porter can or that you know Tobias Harris can. So, if I'm the Clippers, I and I'm keeping Tobias Harris, I'm taking Robert Williams as my next DeAndre Jordan, and then probably taking Knox's teammate Shai Gilders Alexander as my point guard for the future.
1: Yeah. I'm... I mean, there's still guys like even like a Miles Bridges. I'm high on Miles Bridges. Oh. Lon- Lonnie Walker is another one. I mean, I, 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 is that oh because you re, you're not a high? You're not. No, a Miles. I'm
0: I'm I'm very high on uh, Miles Bridges. Um, well, I'm not as high as some people, but
1: I'm I'm more if, high on Michael Bridges than I am on Miles Bridges. But Miles Bridges has yeah. you know he can, I think he fits the the same mold that that Hell does a three and D guy. I and I think he's just a more aggressive you know offensive player and. If, you, if you're looking for that score, maybe that's the guy. Like, let's say Miles Bridges and Robert Williams are available. You get Tobias Harris. That's not a bad package.
0: Tobias Harris, Miles Bridges, and Robert Williams. I'm going to sell it's, you on this trade. It's
1: tempting. I'm going to sell you on this trade. You're going you're gonna to say, are <laughs> no, the end of this no, over, the like, only
0: reason I will say no to that is because that is the kind of package that you see a team trade for a star. That's the kind of deal that, you know, if Minnesota decided to trade Jimmy or or Jimmy Butler came out and demanded a trade, that's the kind of package they'd get. That's the kind of package you trade for a star. And if I'm the Kings, I would just rather gamble on the guy who could be the piece that takes me to the next step. Because I think the one thing this team has is depth of second, third, fourth options what they don't have isn't what tobias harris brings
1: i'm very interested to see what you're going to say about this next fake trade
0: well can i say one more thing first go ahead i agree with you on mccall bridges being over miles bridges i'm a fan of what miles bridges brings he's certainly the more physical player but mccall bridges has been stupidly high on my board all year he's going to end up sixth on my final big board i love him going into the year and when Philly takes him at 10 he's going to gonna make th- he's going to be so good in Philly. It's not even going to not even going to be fair.
1: There there's two places that I think where where I think Michael Bridges is going. The first place that I would probably bet my house on is he's going to Philadelphia. Yeah. And the fact that Woj even brought him the ties that I didn't even know about that his that his mom is one of the HR directors there and like just makes Yeah, that surprised even, me too. I was like, "Oh, that's that is interesting." Uh, the other place I have him is just a spot before it. And I think he can go to New York at nine. And I think those are the two. I don't think, I don't think Cleveland's taking him at all. I, I I think a lot of people are talking about him going there. I don't think it's nah. happening as of right now. NBA draft.net has Chicago taking him at seven. I don't see that happening at all. No, because at seven, they, they want to get that center. They have Cleveland taking Wendell Carter. I would see Chicago taking Wendell Carter over bridges right now, just because they want that center that can sit next to uh, Lori Mark Cannon. So, I think he's going 9 or 10, and I would – if there was bets on that, I would take some because I, yeah. I, I'm pretty confident that that's where he's going.
0: I think Miles Bridges is going to go 9 just because I love the – I mean, I agree Macal. that Macau Bridges is a – I think he's a better player, but Miles Bridges and, and Porzingis is just – oh, that's just nasty 4-5. That's just so much fun to think about.
1: I am going to tell you this right now. If New York doesn't take Michael Bridges – they mm, I I know I know a couple of the guys that cover the New York area and I I know a lot of New York Knicks fans. They're extremely high on Kevin Knox. Like he's he could be that guy. And I heard about his little private workout. I don't really buy into it, but of course it was amazing. So, yeah, but uh, I'm ready to That's give just,
0: you. I'm ready he to, seems like the kind of guy that New York would gamble on. Yeah, he's just
1: that. Three, he, they need a score with Porzingis probably out until February. Just someone that can just you know dominate because of how young he is and you know have a, as many attempts as he wants like that that's probably going to be that guy that they're going to roll the dice on but now i am ready to give you my 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 third fake trade that everybody hated on me for on twitter and surprisingly you didn't see it but i was called dumb <laughs> i was called crazy i was called all these things but guess what i would still take this deal if i'm the kings and i don't care if everybody doesn't believe me i like this deal are you ready yeah no Asterix by this one. This trade cannot happen until after the draft in a sign-and-trade deal. But here we go. It is with the Orlando Magic. I have Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and the number six pick for the number two pick, Willie Cauley-Stein, Buddy Heald, and Iman Shumpert. Yes or no?
0: I love Aaron Gordon. I love him. I love Aaron Gordon. I love Vucevic.
1: People hate him. I got so much hate for that name. That's nah, crazy. I, I mean
0: he I mean, I'm I'm a little worried about the defensive pairing of those two. I'm worried
1: just about Just because me. you're
0: still without a rim protector. But that's a hell of a get. And if you are sold on Michael oh, Porter. I mean, I think it's a little Ooh. redundant with Aaron Gordon and him, but Ooh. I
1: mean <sighs> That's a package, right? Yeah. Are
0: I you... think what stops it for me is just that I love Buddy Healed. I know that, that you can't make that deal without Buddy Heald. You but
1: cannot make that deal without Buddy Heald. You healed. can't Buddy make that deal without Buddy Heald. Yeah.
0: What if, if I told you... you a, rank, if you rank the the players in that trade in order, I would say that the number two pro, the number two, is the most valuable. Yes. I would say Aaron Gordon is next.
1: Yes, and then Buddy Healed.
0: Yeah, and then the number six.
1: And then Vucevic. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I'd, then Collie Sign and then Shumpert.
0: I think I would rather gamble on the 20% chance that hey, Aaron Gordon, you know this the, the magic aren't going to re-sign you anyways. No, he's I a mean, restricted free that agent right happening. now. I don't know that that's going to happen. Isn't um, he? he's, a I restricted know he's a free agent. Right yeah. That's why it can happen. He's got he's his he's from San Jose. He's a San Jose boy. He can go drive home an hour and a half any day he wants. I'd take the 20% chance that Sacramento can convince him to come just to keep Doncic and Muddy healed. Wow. I, yeah, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's a crazy deal. But I would say no and just take the slight gamble that you can get Aaron Gordon because I love Aaron Gordon. I think he'd be a great fit with whoever the Kings get.
1: Wow, that's crazy. I thought, I thought you – I thought – no, you threw me for a curve at the <laughs> end, Brian. No, I thought you were agreeing with me. I thought everything you were saying, you were feeding me. I was like, "Oh, is he gonna like this trade? Am I not gonna be the <laughs> only one that agrees that I, this is the trade to make?" And then the last second, you pull a U-turn and say, "No." What is going on here?
0: I, I like that one the most out of the three. Hold on. Given.
1: Hold on. You know what? You know what? How would I, I do this? This is the this is the thing that's gonna make you say, "All right, Vince, I'm in." You ready? Yep. The number thirty five pick this year also gets thrown in. <laughs> the Are you Kings
0: in? roster doesn't have any more room for second round players. Honestly, no, they're gonna I take think...
1: Grayson Allen in the second round.
0: Oh God. Now you just convinced me not to take the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, thank you. Like I honestly I honestly think that the I think a trade's gonna happen on Thursday. I think it's gonna be the Kings somehow getting out of having their second round pick. Just because this team is I think they've got 13 players right now absolutely locked up for next year yep yeah so unless they make you know some pretty heavy moves to consolidate that talent, I, I, I don't think they can I mean 35 doesn't do anything unless you're going to then trade up and consolidate talent elsewhere
1: Let me ask you this. this is the last yeah. alteration I'll make to this trade <laughs> if I took out Shumpert and added, and added Zach Randolph. Oh, is it, a, is it a guarantee? You take that? <laughs> yeah. Because then you I get you love, get contract for two
0: Just know that the Kings have to play the young guys, and that they just don't have Dave Yeager's safety net to throw Zach Randolph in there for twenty-four minutes a game.
1: I mean, they'll still have <sighs> Kufis. I believe they have Kufis still. They still have Shumpert. I think they still have Temple. I mean, I think T- Temple hasn't yeah, made but- a decision yet. Yeah, you?
0: well, Temple and Shumpert both are playing bigger positions of need. Like if you take, I'm I'm assuming at six you'd take Michael Porter. You've got Aaron Gordon in that or situation. Young. You've got you've got oh no,
1: you, <laughs> no. What what about Mobamba though? Mobamba's um, a possibility
0: too. Would you really take Mobamba after adding Aaron Gordon and Vucevic, when you've already got? Willie Cauley stein
1: No. You but haven't I'm, traded just, him I'm just I'm just saying. You traded
0: scal. Um, Harry Giles is there. I mean, I know Vladdy likes centers, but that is a big team.
1: No. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go for my mom. Of course you're taking Michael Porter Jr. What about your yeah. boy Michael Bridges? Michael Bridges.
0: At 6? At 6. That's oh. six. <laughs> you don't need this. You don't need to sell me on Michael Bridges. This Michael Bridges was the light that got this Kings fandom in me through the them not tanking <laughs> just the thought of well my cowbridge is going to be there at seven it's okay everything will work out
1: so yeah, <sighs> let, me, let me ask you because i because I, t- I i i posted on twitter that i had some trade scenarios for you that uh that i said that i said that we we're going to be talking about and that they can listen to it on this show and people started sending in some trade offers okay and, and i just got and, and one just popped up right now and i thought it was I thought it was funny because I don't, I don't think this happens at all. There's no way this happens, but I'm gonna ask it to you anyways, and just so we can get a laugh together. Fultz, Sarch and the number ten pick for the number two pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that good enough? I don't think the. I, I mean, that's it. I don't think you have a number two. Is that a fair trade? You know what?
0: Fultz was number one on my board last year.
1: He was number I one still, on everybody's board.
0: I still have faith that he will figure it out. He's gonna be good. That is such a positional redundancy with what the Kings already have.
1: Even on top of that, there's no way that the Sixers are giving up the number two or the number ten Fultz and Sarge to get a, a high draft pick. I just don't see that happening. I think they're they'll offer that package for Kawhi Leonard. Speaking of Kawhi, yeah. Speaking of Kawhi, I have another trade off for you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> are you ready for this one? Here yeah. We go. On, let me I think. Scroll. This
0: one's going to be pretty easy.
1: No, it's not. This one's going to be tough. You do. Okay. You don't know what's coming. Hold on. I gotta pull this up so I have have this. Cra- so far, how are you liking my fake trades? Are, are they doing pretty well?
0: I think the closest one for me has been the uh, the magic one. That which is crazy. That one was that one was pretty hard for me to turn down.
1: Which is pretty crazy because when I posted that on Twitter, I'm not lying to you. I was called so many names that <coughs> I, I I had people sending me the. The emojis where like it's Michael Jordan saying no, stop it, go get help. I got, <laughs> I got, I got the ones where it's like you're an idiot. Uh, like I got all these things, and I'm I'm so glad I'm not alone in the love for Aaron Gordon. Thank you, thank even though you still said no, which is crazy. Yeah. but I'm involved in the Aaron
0: Gordon was the first draft crush I ever got to write about for Sactown
1: Royalty. Oh, so they like I will never stop
0: thinking that he's going to be an amazing player.
1: All right. We're going for Kawhi now. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Willie cauley Stein, Buddy, or Bogdanovich, I'm sorry, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the number two pick, and Iman Shumpert for Kawhi Leonard. Who says no? That's a package. Because I wrote about this Greg Popovich's love for Bogdan Bogdanovich is real. Yep, absolutely is.
0: I, Sacramento says no to that because there's zero chance that Kawhi Leonard stays next year and then everybody gets fired. You risk it to get the biscuit. No, you don't when you know. I mean, what's the chance that Kawhi Leonard
1: re-signs with this team? Honest, like, if I, I mean, if I wanted to, like, truly believe in myself and give a real answer. <laughs> I mean, but you're talking to a miracle here, and I believe I, in that last name. So I'm going to say... There's a 8.5% chance he would resign.
0: 8.5, 8.5. So you are risking everything on an 8.5% chance. I, you are I, risking the number two pick. You are risking the best piece that Vladi has acquired for this team from the draft up to this date in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Look, you are, you are risking both of those things. For an 8.5% chance.
1: Look, I'll tell it to you like this. This is how I've explained it. This is the only way I can explain it to where it makes sense and people understand. Okay? Yeah. So, do, do, you, do you go to casinos? Do you play card games at all? Yes. Okay, I so play card th- games. There, there's a game called Baccarat. Do you know it? No. Okay, well, there is this game called Easy buck It's Bakra. And the the goal of the game is the closest to nine wins. So go try it out. It's a fifty. It's the only fifty fifty game in any casino. Just so everybody knows. Just to put you on game a little bit about my habits when I'm not doing these podcasts or writing. <laughs> but anyway, on this game, Easy Bok, there's a thing called there's a bet called a dragon. And on a dragon, that means if you're betting on banker, after three cards and it hits seven, that is called a dragon and it pays forty to one. <laughs> All right? It's a big payoff. I am betting on the dragon. First off, I'm already throwing my bet out there. I'm getting Kawhi Leonard. So it's not like I'm getting nothing in return. I'm pushing regardless because I get Kawhi Leonard. But if he stays, you are hitting a dragon. You are getting paid 40 to 1. You are getting arguably the number 5 best player in the league and the number 1 best two-way player in the league right now. You risk it to get the biscuit, in my opinion. There's been no one of name to trade for, in my opinion, where you would give up a pick like this that's been on the market and give up these assets like a player like Kawhi Leonard. I'm not saying that that deal gets accepted because of what Boston has to offer. All I'm saying is you offer this deal and you go for Kawhi Leonard. That's my I think, point of this. I
0: think San Antonio takes that deal in a heartbeat. Really? I truly do. I, I do, yeah. Hey. It, well, okay. if, they have, okay. if they have decided that... They cannot reconcile with him. I think that they would absolutely take the number two pick and Bogdan. Because I, I unless, unless Boston is going to give up one of their two young wings, I mean, I don't know how
1: you beat that. I also forgot that, to add that the 18th pick is in this deal. The 18th pick is in this deal. Oh. I forgot to add that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get Troy Brown. Get Troy Brown yeah. out of Oregon. He's not traveling far if he comes here. Get Troy Brown out of Oregon. Bring him to Sacramento with Kawhi Leonard. You have a defense, defense of the two and three right there.
0: No. If, if if Kawhi leaves, you are left with De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald.
1: Troy Brown. Eh,
0: Troy Brown. Okay, <laughs> Troy Brown and Harry Giles. And Scal. Scal yeah, okay. wasn't in that deal. I don't, I don't know that I put much in Scal, but... You're just back you're just so far back as a franchise. This team is not positioned like Boston is to gamble with excess pieces for a championship this team's see this team's championship run is at least three years away
1: so what you're saying is is you don't bet I'm, dragon no.
0: I don't, I don't think it's an 8.5 percent chance. I think the chance that Kawhi would stay with this team is two percent.
1: But what about the? Okay, you know, I, I'll say this: players that have come to Sacramento that did not want to come here. The Kings have a history of this. Yeah, they tend to fall in love with this dang place. Chris Webber is the Oof. first name I thought about, but think about the other ones that they that they took these gambles on. Remember Rudy Gay? That guy did. Well, yeah. He, he could have left said he Yeah, stayed. he, he could have left, but then, they, then they the lied only to him, reason he stayed was because Malone. I mean, true. And then but, they fired Malone. But you never know. Maybe the reason why he stays is because of Dave Yeager. Yeah. Yeah, you, you never know. Yeah,
0: I, the shoe deal thing scares me. I don't think it's me. out of the possibility.
1: The shoe deal thing scares me because I think that's another. He wants to be in that market, yeah. and he's not getting the. He doesn't want to stay. He, yeah.
0: He doesn't want to stay with the most legendary coach in NBA history for the, the mythos. Era Spurs I mean why would he stay with Sacramento?
1: Yeah I mean just because it I mean just because <laughs> it, 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 see it, it would make this is
0: amazing it, it would make I like that better. I like that we're both disagreeing on pretty much every one of these so yeah. it's <laughs> how different we'd be as GMs
1: but maybe we'd make a great team you never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay, here here's my last trade. This is my last fake trade, and then we're gonna kind of go more into this top ten and just kind of give our thoughts on a little bit of these players and like what what we can see both fit wise with the with the current mock draft that I have in front of me. But last trade I have for you, last fake trade. I think this is an easy one and also a little bit of a fun one because I'm high on this player and nobody else is. Willie Colley-Stein, Schumpert, and the Kings second round pick for Jabari Parker.
0: Um, what deal does Jabari Park come over with?
1: It's a sign and trade deal. It has to be. I I
0: know it's a sign and trade deal. Like how much are we talking? uh, We talking ten? We talking twelve million a year? Yeah, we're talking. talking, We're
1: we're talking like we're talking right around fourteen. 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 Fourteen to sixteen range. That's the range. That's
0: the the range where I'm going to be comfortable gambling on Parker because.
1: You A lot like anymore.
0: Michael Porter Jr., you're, you're gambling on him actually staying healthy. Um and, and that's about the range that I think Parker makes sense, especially if you've taken uh, either Doncic or Bagley, because uh, he fits with Doncic and he doesn't get positionally redundant with Bagley. That's about the range that I would take him. I would rather – save my chips and try to go for Aaron Gordon but I think I would probably make that deal. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I would make that deal. You're trading uh, you're trading three pieces that aren't part of your future for uh, a 50/50 chance on a guy who can be.
1: I just don't think Milwaukee takes it. I think cuz I mean Milwaukee has the 17th pick. Nah, I think probably they, not. They, they would they, I think cuz I mean this trade came from one of my riders who heavily covers the Bucks and he sent this to me and it just says second and I assume second round. Cause there ain't no way Willie Cauley Stein and the second round pick for Jabari Parker, is a deal I'm doing. So when I said second, I'm thinking just Wait, you round mean pick. second overall pick. Is that no 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 no? I'm thinking second round pick. Um, yeah. But, okay. But with, but with this, but when he sent it to me, it just said Willie Cauley Stein Shumpert in the second. And <laughs> but it, just, it, you know. it it didn't even say the second. It just said second. So I assumed second round because there's no okay. way that that uh, the, the the number two pick would be on the board. But if it is the second-round pick, you're getting Jabari Parker, and you're just giving up Willie Cauley-Stein, I'm perfectly okay with it. And that that brings me to the last part of this conversation here about trades is I don't believe Willie Cauley-Stein comes back next season. Are you on the same page with me?
0: Um, I think of the three bigs, I would say he's least likely to be on the team next year. And the, I, I would rather trade Scow. But I think they probably trade Willie at some point in the next three months.
1: I'm I'm a little bit higher on Scal and a lot lower on Willie. And the only and by what I mean by like higher on Scal is I just I just think he needs to be tougher, honestly. Like I just feel like he's a good backup power forward. Like I don't I think I think he's he can play a key role off the bench and be a good fill in starter. I don't think Willie is a starter. I think Willie is also a bench guy. And I feel like you can find a ton of Willie Cauley-Steins out there. Because the fact that Nikola Vucevic, who is not a rim protector, averaged more blocks than you in the season. And yeah. and there was just things that Willie Cauley-Steins said last year that I just didn't like, especially after that Minnesota game when he's talking about Carl Anthony Towns and how he's given them all these different looks and, you know, I was playing him in such a good game, but then you look at the stat sheet and he had, like, 40 points. You know? Yeah. That was... It's just... And he, there's talk about he wants to be the the the, the, the scoring leader, like, the, the focal point on offense. But he, he just went backwards defensively. I just, I'm not sold on Willie Colley anymore. I was expecting a big bump this year as a starter, you know, getting a big bump in minutes. No, no DeMarcus Cousins holding him back and... He was a disappointment all season, and so I, if I had to choose somebody, I'm choosing Willie Cauley Stein, and I, I, I would, I would, not expect him to be on the roster. I wouldn't say I'd bet on that, but I would, I would, be tempted to. Yeah,
0: I think the only reason that he would be on the roster is if they're just not getting any value for him, and I think that's possible because I think teams will look and and see that they could probably just wait a year if they really want to gamble on him.
1: What's he worth at this point? Is he worth? Is he even? Is he worth a first round pick? A late first round pick to you? Because I don't. No, probably not. No. I think he's worth a, a mid second.
0: Yeah, but then Sacramento's not going to take a, a mid second. Uh, I, I think know. the only. I think the only thing they would do is if it was a pro, uh, you know a uh, a second draft kind of guy like Willie. You're basically just gambling that a, a young guy who is also on a rookie contract who hasn't been playing well can I, produce better in your system. Think? I think that's the only thing you're getting for him.
1: I think Cleveland offers. I think if they want to get a first, I think if if they knew LeBron was staying, or, or just a good team with next year's first round that they know it's going to be low. Yeah, that that's the only way the Kings are getting a first round for Willie Cauley Stein. I don't see it any other yeah. way.
0: Yeah, if, uh, if 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 a team calls and offers a first round pick for either Willie Cauley Stein or Scala I'm taking that deal.
1: What I don't care what number team number it, number. it
0: is. <laughs> well maybe not golden state because golden state with either of those guys would just you know, that would be annoying to watch four times a year
1: <laughs> yeah i can no, no, yeah let's not i don't I, i'm just not a fan of golden state right now i just i'm just, <laughs> I'm just so tired of predictability i i'll root for every team but golden state this year and it's not because i'm a golden state hater like i i love what they can do they're entertaining to watch don't get me wrong i'm yeah. just tired of the predictability of them
0: yeah i imagine this is how uh fans felt in the mid 90s too it's just it's not fun for 29 fan bases in the league when you know the predictability but it's just going to make it all the sweeter when one team finally dethrones the dynasty
1: i won't i won't keep you too much longer but just so we can kind of give a feel for like just just some of these other teams because i we we I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I do, but I like to believe that I do because like the, the, the website that we host from just says we have all these different fans from, like, Guam and all these different <laughs> places. They, 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 like, they tell me my demographic is, like, all of these different, like the Philippines because I'm Filipino. Like, there's, like, a few there. So I, 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 I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn, but we got people everywhere. So let's try and talk about some of these other teams just for a couple of minutes and then I'll let you go. Um, sure. Let's talk about Chicago at number seven. Because I've all right now, you know what? Let's go with even a little bit more interesting. Because I think that the number three with Atlanta is an Ooh. obvious pick for who they should choose. Because I like what he does there, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But oh, all, I
0: completely agree. But completely agree.
1: The problem is, is there is a growing suspicion that the that the Atlanta Hawks are trying to move away from three so they can one hundred percent get Trey Young, and that is bothering me because I think Jaron Jackson Jr. At three, next to John Collins and Torian Prince. That is building both sides of the ball. That is an I. The
0: Collins-Jaron Jackson Jr. pairing is is foundationally amazing on both ends of the court. You got a guy who can score. You got a guy who can defend. They're not positionally redundant. Jaron Jackson Jr. can get the guys that Collins can't. Collins can score on, on a heavier basis. I mean yeah, I agree with you. That's the that's the ideal pairing for me.
1: I I just don't know. I mean I get it. Trey Young is entertaining. My here 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 the only way I see Atlanta getting Trey Young and I don't think they're going to do it, but it's a possibility that they try. Is there any team with maybe maybe Memphis maybe Orlando even at 6 where I don't I Orlando won't do this, but they give up Dennis uh, Dennis, yeah, Dennis Schroeder, and because they have another pick, the nineteenth pick, for number six, and maybe next year's, I don't know, first protected top five, I don't know. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Orlando needs a point cool. guard. I don't know if
0: would Orlando rather have Schroeder, the nineteenth pick, and a first rounder next year, than Trey Young?
1: I don't know. That's a hard I don't question. Know.
0: I mean, you put Trey Young and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the same team, you've just oh covered up half of Trey Young's weakness right there. You've Look, just given him the perfect guy to help complement his defensive inefficiencies.
1: That roster in Atlanta, if they found a way to get Trey Young next to Torian Prince, next to John Collins, next to Jaron Jackson Jr., all that, you know, worried about him in a pick and roll and getting beat. That help side from Collins and Jaron Jackson Jr. would be ridiculous. Then you, if you get switched and you have a Torian Prince that defensively is amazing, I th- I like that so much for them. Kent Bazemore is a hit or miss for me. Maybe you have to add Kent Bazemore to that deal for Orlando. I don't know what they'd have to do, but I like it. I if they, I mean that's the only way I can see them doing it because taking Trey Young at three would be ridiculous to me. But as of right now, NBA Draft.net has that and. Recently on the Low Post, that Low Post podcast episode with Giovanni says that Atlanta is, is considering it. They're not going to do it. He says that they'd be surprised if they do it, but the fact that they're considering that is, is kind of scary.
0: I don't think Trey Young top five is crazy
1: if you are very
0: though. prepared to add the necessary pieces to cover up his inefficiencies.
1: Top three is crazy, though.
0: Eh, yeah, I, I'm not taking Trey Young top three but i take the top I, five i take the top five uh, i don't think it's crazy
1: i just the the teams in the top five just doesn't fit it for me but yeah I, I think i think he, i think trey young's first option is going to be six at orlando and that's why i think if atlanta has any chance it's going to be right there to get him and then they can also get jaron jackson jr at three which would be nice <laughs> uh next next team let's just look at like a memphis for a second uh for me, I think it's Marvin Bagley. I think Marvin Bagley is the right player right mm-hmm. there next to Marc Gasol, and I think that's just easy. I think that is the pick. If he's on the board, you take him no matter what. But uh, what about you? Is there anybody else I, that you think there? Like maybe Mo Bamba, maybe a Michael Bridges, Michael Bridges. I mean,
0: I think whichever one of uh, Doncic, Porter, and Bagley are still there at four, all three of those guys work fantastically with what the roster already has. I agree with you that Doncic plays best with a uh, another primary ball handler. So playing with uh, Mike Conley and Marcus All would make that one hell of a passing rotation. Um, Marvin Bagley would certainly benefit from playing next to a smart, defensively solid center like Marcus All, and Michael Porter Jr. could be that score that 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 tandem needs to get back in the playoffs. So. Whichever one of those guys is still around for Memphis, I think that's the selection.
1: Dallas, it's Mo Bamba for me
0: 100%. I kind of agree with that too. Um, he seems like – that. Dallas seems kind of like the team that would take uh, what I consider the bigger risk. Um, and if he hits that ceiling, that Dennis Smith Jr. Mo Bamba pairing would just be deadly.
1: Oh my goodness, that 1-5 pairing would be so nice. Yeah, it would – because then, because you don't know what Bomba can do, you because of how big he is, size-wise, getting that screen to to Dennis Smith Jr. To, and then the the fact that he can knock down a three-point shot or just drive on you, and he all, he all all Smith has to do is throw it in the air, and that wingspan, he's gonna grab it before even jumping. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's go six. Orlando. I I'm, I'm gonna go Trey Young, just easy, just quickly, just because. I, I agree with you. It's nothing really there. Seven. I think they're taking Wendell Carter at Chicago.
0: Um, I think if uh, Porter is there, I think he's their selection. Um, but if he's not there, Wendell Carter makes sense. Uh, Miles Bridges makes a lot of sense. Mo Bamba would make so much sense next to Larry Markin. That would be a heck of a tangent if uh, Mo Bamba's still there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... At, I I don't know if Chicago would take Michael Porter Jr. if If he's there, just because doesn't fit well next to Laurie Markkinen. Markkinen show. he was really good.
0: Uh, I think it, the benefit of adding another floor spacer yeah. would outweigh that somewhat. Um, I'm less worried about forward versatility when you get that much shooting in there. But I agree you absolutely have to get a very specific center to compensate for those two on defense.
1: I think if there's any way that... Chicago, or is there any way Mobamba fell to Chicago? They would be ecstatic.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: They would. I think he's,
0: I think that's his, his floor.
1: Yeah, he's not going past Chicago. I guarantee that. There's no way he's going past seven. Uh, Cleveland.
0: I think they, I think they just take whoever the highest ceiling player is. Um, I don't expect LeBron to stay. So whichever one they think has the highest, um, Output, whether that is Trey Young, if he's still there, maybe it's Colin Sexton. I don't know. I don't think they would take a guy like Wendell Carter, who I don't think has as high a ceiling as the other guys I just named. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they just gamble. And you know what? This is a rebuild now. We just need the best talent.
1: I think think Cleveland's trading it. I don't think they're going to pick eight. I think they're going to try and get whatever they can out of this pick and see whatever they can do because cause they're so they, they they're so confused on what LeBron's going to do yeah. that they, they, they don't want to make a pick that could not necessarily hurt the team because I don't think you could necessarily hurt the team with whoever they pick here whether LeBron stays or not, but they, they just don't want to get confused. And I think if they can get a, a solid player, they're going to try and do it. And if there's any way LeBron says what he's going to do before the draft, I think they're going to package it with Kevin Love.
0: Yeah, if uh, taking a, a young player at this pick signals that Cleveland knows LeBron is gone. So they may not be willing to make that selection, but they might have to. It might be the best choice for them. It's just to say, you know what? We gave this a run. We failed be, at the last be, two years.
1: The Kentucky point guard might be the pick for me. Like over Colin Sexton. <laughs> Shy, gilgeous Alexander. The more I watch film on him and the pros and cons out of him, I'm high on him. I get higher and higher.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think especially in the last month of the season, I went back and watched his SEC tournament run. He's just such a competent player in just so many different ways. He's definitely the most rounded of the three guards.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I just clicked on it right here just because you know NBA. I don't know if you look at NBA Draft on Net. But, uh, you know, they, they tend to do these little player comparisons. I don't agree yeah. with all of them. But, uh, you know, this one, I mean, the, the fact that they compared him to DeJounte Murray, if he could be anything like DeJounte Murray, I'm in love with DeJounte Murray. That would be amazing. Uh, number nine, uh, as of right now, they have Michael Porter Jr. there. If oh, Michael gosh. Porter Jr. fell to New York, that would be re- – there's no way he's getting past – there's no way he's getting past Cleveland. There's no way uh, if he's there. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely no way. I would – I. I mean – I think I. It can be Kevin Knox. We, already, I, we talked about. I this. think we
0: talked. We talked about where these. Who's going to go these next two picks? I yeah. think it's the bridges. Yeah, one bridge I, will go nine. One bridge will go ten.
1: Do you believe that? Char, do you believe that Charlotte's really looking for another point guard that they're ready to move on from Kemba Walker? I think
0: at eleven, you get you start getting in the weeds of, you know, if if you're not as confident about Shai Gilders Alexander. Um, if you're not confident in Kevin Knox, like I'm not, I think at 11, that's where you start getting really dicey. And if Colin Sexton is the highest guy on your board, if Trey Young is somehow still there, he won't be. Or or it, or if you think that Shai gilders Alexander is the best player on the board, I mean, that whole team just needs a very patient reset,
1: yeah, and they
0: need to have it with somebody who is going to actually take good players.
1: I so I'm been... not wor-
0: I can't worry about fit anymore.
1: At this point, I mean, with the – I think these next three, 11, 12, and 13, with Denver De- – I don't think Denver's picking 14, so I don't really even want to talk about them. They're a good Damn. team. They're not picking 14. They're going to find something to do with that pick. They're going to package it for something. Uh, I, think, I think with Charlotte, the, the interesting with them is the interesting thing about them is they have good players on bad contracts. So like I think Nicholas Batum is a good player, but he's on a terrible contract. Yeah, I, and he's a little old. But I I think they have pieces there. They're like, I think if you met, like if you give the eleven Jeremy Lamb, and you have to give out, you try and get rid of one of your bad contracts, which I can't think of one off the top of my head other than Nick Batum, but I know they have other bad ones. Uh, what could that can that get you anything into the top five if you give no. up? No. No, I don't maybe think even so. the top seven where you can get Chicago to move uh, down.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe Chicago, maybe Cleveland
1: eight. Can you? Can, they need to get in that top ten. That's the only way. Yeah, <sighs> uh, you know what? It.
0: If I'm if I'm if I'm uh, Charlotte, I'm calling Cleveland and I'm saying, hey, I'll give you Kemba for that number eight and a first rounder next year.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, then who would they pick? I, I really pick? think
0: that. I really think Charlotte just needs to rebuild with the highest young talent they can find.
1: That's crazy. Does, 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 do you do you think LeBron would stay if Kemba was there?
0: Um, I think he would demand that they get somebody else. But I think that's a nice step.
1: Who would Charlotte I mean, take? Um, at eight, if Porter's I mean, there, they might. They it. might.
0: Oh, if Porter's there, um, yeah. Order makes a lot of sense.
1: Oh, yeah. Next to Dwight Howard. Yeah. And Nick Batum. So
0: would Trey Young would – Trey Young, that could be a good that destination would. for him, kind <laughs> of out of the light, light, Woo! light. You light the...
1: just made me interested. Made yeah. me... <laughs> now I want to see that happen. Now I'm invested <laughs> into Charlotte. I can't wait to see them on Thursday. Okay, 12-13 uh, Clippers. Any suggestions on what – do you think they even pick there? Because I have a feeling they're going to try everything they can to not pick there. And I think they're going to offer everything to these guys. All these teams in the top ten, I don't think they're going to get it. I think they're going to have to pick. Yeah.
0: Um, if I'm them, it's the same guys we were talking about earlier. Uh, I think DeAndre Jordan's gone in free agency, so I'm taking Robert Williams. And then one of – who, whichever of the point guards is still there. Miles. If it's Colin Sexton, if it's
1: uh, Shaggy Yelders,
0: Alex- Alexander. Patrick Beverly is a, is a very good veteran point guard, but I – I'm not putting all of my rebuilding baskets on eggs in the rebuilding basket that is Patrick Beverly
1: what about old man what about uh, old man Milos or even even the rejuvenated Lou Williams you take another (laughs) guard I'm I'm gonna take a wing I would find the best wing next to Robert I'm taking Robert Williams for sure but then I'm gonna look for a wing if it's if for some reason Mike Kelbridge falls out of the top 10 and lands somewhere at 12 13 or Miles will uh, you don't, or have, to, My, you don't Bridges, have to sell I mean. me on that <laughs> I mean any of those guys I think I I think they're taking a wing and I think they're taking a wing because I don't think they trust Danilo anymore and I think they're taking the center Yeah
0: well it'll be really interesting to see how much of this prognostification comes true and what 70 hours now I know it's exciting 65 hours ugh. Oh. right, just needs
1: to go by fast. All right, Brian, I want to thank you so much for joining the show. You guys, go give Brian West a follow on Twitter. Uh, Brian, what's your Twitter handle?
0: BSWest5.
1: BSWest5. Follow him on Twitter. Check out all of his work on SackTownRoyalty.com. Brian, before I let you go, any final words that you want to say? What should Kings fans expect heading into the draft? What are you doing for drafts? Anything at all that you want to tell these fans?
0: Well, I think the Kings have narrowed it down to uh, Michael Porter Jr., Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic. I think one of those three guys is going to be king come, uh, come Thursday. And you know what? I'm, I'm very high on Luka Doncic. I think he's the clear best player, but any one of those three guys should give this fan base a, a real jolt of, of optimism going forward.
1: I am loving it if they choose. I'm in love with the Kings if they choose DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic. I still, I, I, I still really like the Kings if they choose Michael Porter Jr. or Jaron Jackson Jr. I am disappointed in the Kings a little bit if they choose Marvin Bagley with their number two pick. That's just me being honest. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Um, I'm okay if any of my fake trades happen especially oh you're
0: never gonna you're never gonna stop talking about it if one of those four trades happens
1: i'm telling you this let me tell you this right now if that trade with orlando happens brian you're coming on this podcast and we're gonna just talk about (laughs) how smart and of a how much of a genius i am and how i should be running the kings because i just saw the future it would be amazing
0: all right if they if they get uh, Aaron Gordon in a trade, I'll buy you an Aaron Gordon jersey. <gasps> and if they get Aaron Gordon in free agency, you got to buy me an Aaron Gordon jersey.
1: Done. <laughs> Done. I'm in. I'm in. I'm so, I'm in. And I'll even throw in a Sat King's Nation shirt, which everyone can go get at SatKing'sNation.com. Click on the merch, and all that information is there. This show has been brought to you by BrickhouseIndustries.com, rareinkprint.com FanDuel.com. Uh, thank you again, Brian, so much for joining us. Go again. Check out all of his work at Town Royalty. Follow him on Twitter, on Twitter at BSWest5. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at DM Center. Be sure to book SackKingsNation.com for all of your in-depth coverage of the Sacramento Kings. Later this week on Wednesday, I will have another special guest joining this show to give a mock draft. You guys know him. It's Cole the Wicker of the Stepien. We're going to go 14-1. to How will this draft play out? We're going to see how good our predictions are, so tune in for that later this week. You guys can listen to us every single Monday on Dash Radio. Subscribe, leave a rating, and until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, bye-bye.